It's time for Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now let's join your host, Jason Shepard. The BYU Cougars begin the 2021 season with a victory in Las Vegas. Welcome in to Cougar Post Game Live. Final score from Allegiant Stadium 24-16. BYU now 1-0 and on the season. That is now 13 straight losses dating back to 2019 for the Arizona Wildcats. Certainly uh, a couple of times things got a little, uh, little hairy, a little close, but ultimately BYU did enough to win the game, and now they're 1-0, moving into a very, very big week on many different levels. Obviously up next is the University of Utah, also expecting to receive an invitation from the Big 12 Conference. Fans, remember when the Cougars win, you win with Papa John's Pizza. Use the online promo code BYU50 at PapaJohns.com this coming Monday and you will receive 50% off pizza. This offer is good at any Utah location Monday only. All right, coming up on Cougar Post Game Live, we'll get to some uh, scores from around college football. Also, there's an opportunity. We will uh, head down to Vegas for some postgame comments in the BYU postgame locker room. In the meantime, just a couple of things that, that really stood out. And let's first and foremost go to the injury situation tonight. Uh, we do have an update on Keenan Ellis, and luckily it is good. For those that were watching or listening, you saw Keenan Ellis uh, early in the ball game, down on the field for a very, very long time. Uh, he was put on a stretcher and then ultimately on a cart, taken out, taken to a local hospital in Las Vegas. Did have feeling in his extremities. He was uh, able to move, which is certainly a good sign. Nothing beyond that, but that's obviously a good sign anytime somebody is taken off the field in a cart. As for Gunnar Romney, uh, the report that we had during the game from our own Mitchell Jurgens uh, was that he had a knee injury. He was on crutches and obviously did not return in the game. Anything beyond that, we do not know at this point. Uh, so that is the update in terms of the injuries. Certainly hoping the, uh, the best for both players involved. Also, let's look at Jaron Hall. 18 of 28, 198 yards and two touchdowns. And a little bit of a slow start, but as I mentioned at halftime, it was that offensive series number four where the offense really started to click, and Jaron Hall specifically. Uh, nice game for Jaron, uh, and now he can prepare for an opportunity to take on the University of Utah next week. Somebody else that had a fantastic night was Neil Pau. We'll get to his receiving yards in a second, but he did have uh, he did throw a pass to Jaron Hall. He's one for one, nine-yard pass to Jaron. Uh, which was a nicely designed play, by the way. Uh, but Neil Pau, eight receptions, 126 yards, two touchdowns, including uh, his long was 67, and that was a 67-yard touchdown. Uh, Neil Pau was fantastic. And without knowing exactly the severity of the injury to Gunnar Romney, Neil Pau, who we all expected to, to have a big year, uh, becomes even more important. Obviously, we will see uh, what happens with the Nakua brothers, uh, with Samson and Puka to see if they are able to get on the field moving forward. But Neil Pau stepped up big time with eight receptions for 126 yards and two touchdowns. As for Tyler Algier on the ground, almost 100 yards, did have a touchdown, 17 carries for 94 yards. He was great. 
I think the biggest play of the ball game was obviously BYU was up 21-3, looked to be in control. And then in a two-minute span, BYU gave up 10 points. Arizona scored 10 points, and the Cougars were up 21-13. to Arizona had the ball. They were driving deep in BYU territory. On a third down play, Tyler Batty with a massive sack, pushing the, uh, the Arizona Wildcats offense back. They took a long field goal that was missed. I think that sack by Tyler Batty was the biggest play of the ball game. Obviously, the Cougars would go on to win 24-16, and that ultimately is the most important part. We will take a break. We'll come back. We'll see if there's an opportunity to get some postgame comments. Otherwise, we'll get to some college football scores from week one in the college football season. BYU gets the win, 24-16. More Cougar Post Game Live next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The predominantly BYU crowd enjoying a 24-16 win in Las Vegas. Welcome back into Cougar Post Game Live. Jason Shepard with you in our BYU Radio Studios. We are monitoring postgame activity down at Allegiant Stadium. Head coach Kalani Satak here, and the players come to the post-game press conference. We'll get you down there and hear some post-game comments. In the meantime, let's update you on other action going on in college football. And how about this? This was one I've been following, and Washington State was pulling away. I've not had a chance to see how Utah State has done this, but with 11 seconds to go, the Utah State Aggies have rallied to lead at Washington State 24-23. to Again, 11 seconds to go. Um, we can do a little on-air producing. We're, we're going to go down and uh, hear from head coach uh, Jed Fish, the head coach of Arizona. Here's some post-game comments from him. Let's head down to Vegas. But uh, our guys battled hard. Um, I think we have a really good football team. And... Um, I think we have a chance to, to do some really cool things moving forward, and I'm excited about that. Uh, can't wait to get back out there on Monday at the practice field, and I uh, can't wait for Saturday's game at home against San Diego State. And I, I really do hope and expect that we have 50,000 people to watch this team play because our guys will um, not uh, let anyone down. So with that being said, uh, I'll take any questions. Yeah, Michael. Uh, I mean, I, I think the fact that, you know, our quarterback went, I think, 36 for 45 for 360 yards. The fact that we ran the ball for 20 times for 100 yards. Um, the fact that, you know, Barry Hill and Drake and Michael Wiley um, were able to do what they were able to do. BJ, I mean, we had a lot of playmakers make plays. Um, that gives me a lot of hope on offense. On defense, the fact that, you know, when we're in a situation where we pin them down, down 18, and we break through for a safety, followed by a great kick return, followed by a great, you know, a touchdown, followed by a two-point play. Uh, I know our defense is going to be really salty and really good. Um, the fact that they can, had confidence in us when we went forward on fourth down in our own territory two different times, and there was no hesitation by the defensive staff, by the defensive coordinator, or by the players. Here, what I'm that hoping we were is that Jason wraps and then uh, gives me a lot of confidence moving forward. Um, but um, you know, the result wasn't where we wanted it to be. And uh, we're going to battle, and uh, I believe that we have a, a good enough football team in that locker room to um, have a really good season. 
Uh, you know, without looking at the film, I would say uh, he did a lot of things that were pretty good. Um, but there were some things that we could improve upon. Uh, we certainly can't take four sacks. Uh, we took sacks that knocked us out of uh, two out of field goal range, two out of possible go-for-it situations. Um, we can't do that. We had a couple guys open in the end zone, wound up having a misread here or misread there, which we need to improve upon. But you want to talk about a kid that battled. I mean, this guy's got four years of football left in him, and he battled his tail off. And I can't tell you, this is not easy. You know, go to a neutral site with 50-something thousand people in an NFL stadium, I think it said 54,000, and be able to be, go down and still battle and battle and battle. Um, I feel really, really good about the way um, Gunner played uh, tonight. All right, that's the head coach of the Arizona Wildcats, Jed Fish. After the loss to BYU, Cougars win 24-16. More Cougar Post Game Live next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Play action, throws for the end zone. You're listening to BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to your host, Jason Shepard. Final score, 24-16. BYU gets the win, beginning the season 1-0. and One final to update you on. It is now official in Pullman. Utah State wins at Washington State 26-23. Right, that is going to do it for Cougar Post Game Live. After the break, the Cougar Locker Room Show, live from Las Vegas on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to post-game coverage of BYU football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our coverage continues with the Big O Tires Cougar Locker Room Show. Stop by local Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Let's head live to the Built Bar broadcast booth and join Riley Nelson, along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. This is the Big O Tires Cougar Locker Room Show coming your way live from Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada. Momentarily, we'll be hearing from head coach Kalani Sitake and the BYU Cougars in the Cougars press room. Their press conference is just about to get underway, and when it does, we will bring it to you live. Then we'll also get to talk with Kalani one-on-one and hopefully a BYU player or two as well at that point. Greg Grubel and Riley Nelson with you here at Allegiant Stadium in Vegas where a crowd of 54,541 was in attendance and they showed it up on the scoreboard. I mentioned it during the broadcast, but never got back to it, Riley, that uh, tonight's game did make history. Largest crowd to attend a collegiate sporting event in the state of Nevada. Yeah, tremendous. I, I, my, my question is, like, what was a larger crowd to attend, like, a professional sporting event? Because they've never had an arena this big. Yeah, but you probably had some uh, boxing bouts at Caesars. They might have had uh, some, some, some bleach. There could have been something bigger. Yeah. You know, possible. Um, you know, there have probably been bigger crowds, uh, maybe some rock concerts. But either way, it's a big – I mean, it, yeah. you're not getting too much of that size in this state, certainly. Um, but, uh, yeah, either way, that's kind of a, kind of a neat deal. Um, you know, NFL crowds will be bigger. But I think if BYU and Notre Dame play here uh, next year, that that number we saw tonight will be uh, exceeded. And we'll probably have a sellout if that's exactly going to transpire here uh, next year. All right, so BYU wins it by a score of 24-16. to 16, And uh, we had communication uh, heard from the press conference room moments ago. I thought they were about to start, and now we hear nothing. So I'm not sure if uh, uh, we're still solid down there or not, but uh, hopefully we'll be hearing from Kalani Sitake and the BYU players 
momentarily, but uh, we do think we have a live connection. They're just not speaking right now. So, uh, Riley, what's going to uh, be with you in terms of a standout takeaway from tonight heading into the Utah week? Just that, you know, as much as – because this is week one. We're still comparing against the context of, of last year, and this is probably the last time this season that we do it. But for me, as much as we remember all the big passing plays and as much as we all remember Zach, really that team last year built its success on being able to establish the run. I feel like this team came out maybe forgot that a little bit or, or maybe just wasn't as focused on that. But that fourth drive, six straight runs to kickstart the offense, which from there led to the 21 points, uh, which you know gave them the lead. They came back, obviously, the, the big field goal from Smith to get it back into double digits. Um, but it will be that if this team is going to be successful, they need to establish a physical style of play up front offensively uh, and so that's my key takeaway there. On the defense, the, what I'll take away from th- this game is that, and we've seen this before, and it has been largely it has been maddening at times, but their bend-don't-break approach. Giving up more yards, giving up almost 350 yards passing. You look at those and you're like, man, you want to suffocate them. A lot of plays, too. Yeah, and a they lot did, of they, plays. They defended 83 plays. But they came up with timely, big, timely plays, four sacks, a uh, couple tackles for loss. The interception obviously was essentially what sealed the game as Arizona was going down, uh, you know, to to get points with about seven minutes left. And uh, and, and so my takeaway personally will be that I'm going to have to be okay with this defense playing that way because it seems to get the job done more times than not. BYU uh, has a habit of winning single-digit games against Arizona. 2016, Kalani Sitake's first game. In Glendale, NFL Stadium, season opener, neutral field. BYU won by two. Here, BYU uh, in 2018, BYU won by five. That was in Tucson. And then uh, today, BYU wins by eight. So an increase of three points in the margin every year, two to five to eight. So when the next play, BYU will win by 11. We know that. By the way, Kalani goes to five and one in the season openers. And Ralph tells me, Ralph Sokolowski, our statistician, that uh, over any six-year span... Five and one in season openers is ties for the best record that BYU's ever had over six season openers, five wins. And so Kalani is five and one. And the last time that happened, the five and six was in the Tommy Hudspeth era. So not even under Lavelle did they, did they win five well, out of six season openers. And it's not like we're the BYU is starting their schedule off with FCS no, teams. P, or P, P, P5 teams. And yeah, yeah, P5 teams, you know, FBS teams. They're, they're bona fide. So that's extremely impressive. Also impressive was Anil Pau tonight. Uh, eight catches, tying his career high, set last year against, I think it was San Diego State where he had the, uh, the eight-grab game. I'm going to double-check on that. But Neil went for eight at 126 and two scores tonight. Just want to confirm that the eight catches came against San Diego State, and that was indeed the case. He was eight for 98 against the Aztecs, eight for a buck 26, and he threw a pass of nine yards to Jaron Hall. So Jaron Hall had as many receiving yards as Isaac Rex tonight. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah, you know, we talked about tight ends were a little bit slow going, and uh, it was good to see Isaac get involved later on in the third quarter. He he had a big third down conversion, then he had a, a couple others, but uh, not the yardage that he would have liked. It's interesting, though. You know, you take whatever matchups you can get. I yep. think with Arizona playing a lot of man coverage, uh, the, the tight ends were not able to do – what they do, which is be extremely effective over the middle against zone uh, concepts. But, look, 
we saw the same thing last year. One one night it was Dax that went crazy. The next night it was Tyler Algier that went crazy. The next night it was Isaac Rex that went crazy. Hopefully you, they spread the wealth around and we'll see that continue because that's a sign of a deep and well-balanced team. We'll take a break and hear from the Cougars from the press conference room after this on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. The Big O Tires Cougar Locker Room Show continues. Stop by your locally owned and operated Big O Tires for the lowest price on every tire, plus no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. BYU's team, 24 16 over the Arizona Wildcats tonight. BYU opens the season 1-0 and again opens uh, the season with a win for the fifth time in six games of the Kalani Sitake era. We talk about the magic number being 24. Bronco kind of established that as a pillar when he was at BYU, and it's amazing how often the 24-point number does hold. Other things are a part of it, but when you score 24 or more, good things to happen. Good things tend to happen. And under Kalani Sitake, BYU scored forty or uh, scored 24 or more 40 times. And in those 40 times, they've won 35 of those games. So you get to 24, and you've got a good chance of winning, an excellent chance of winning, assuming, of course, the D does its job. And more often than not, that has been the case. And so BYU wins it right on the number tonight at the 24-16. to 16. Only one turnover came in this game, and uh, it, it ended a promising drive. And ultimately, you could, uh, you could argue it was a difference maker as the Wildcats lose by one score, one two-point converted touchdown, mind you. But Hayden Livingston picked a real nice time for his first-ever pick. Most definitely. He did a great job playing center field on that. It was a post coming from the right side. And uh, the corner, I don't remember who the corner was on that play, but he had good coverage as well. But the ball was overthrown by a good five, six yards. So much so that Hayden Livingston was initially kind of playing help on the post. He abandoned the route when he saw how bad the ball was overthrown and went and played kind of center field and got back on the ball to be able to catch it inbounds. It was it was almost thrown out of the back of the end zone. He kind of had to catch it, do some toe tapping, and he came down out the back of the end zone, but his feet were clearly inbounds. A big turning play there to get the only turnover for the game and a big turn, turning point of momentum. So many positives tonight. Uh, the injury to Keenan Ellis is an obvious uh, down note as it came early and looked serious. We can only hope that it turns out to be not as serious as it appeared with all the attention given and the length of the delay and the fact that he was taken off and, and uh, on a cart and seemed to be in some duress. All those things will hopefully resolve themselves in a positive way in the days to come. That happened. Gunnar Romney uh, injured, uh, apparently a knee, and that happened relatively early in the game. Uh, others that were hurt came back in, Neil Pau primarily, but uh, the Ellis and Romney injuries are uh, very troubling, and, and you can only hope uh, that they're not terribly long-term, and, and Gunner in particular, I thought, like I said, poised for, uh, I think, a tremendous season and left the game without a catch and left it hurt. Now, granted, BYU rebounded well enough with enough people around him to make plays, but he he is a playmaker. He is a special talent, and not having him for any period of time uh, will be a challenge, especially with what BYU has coming up. Utah and Arizona State in back-to-back weeks, and you want to be as close to all hands on deck. You know, Utah goes through the Weber State game, has extra days to prep. BYU goes on the road, P5, gets guys hurt, and that's their setup for the Utah game. Yeah, the nice thing is the uh, 
BYU gets the Utes in Provo, so that's uh, you know that's a nice advantage. And then um, the reality is you don't need any extra moxie for this game, especially given all the dynamics that, uh, you know, the unfortunate dynamics of the recent past and all of those things. Let's head down to the Cougar press conference area. Jaron Hall, Keenan Peely speaking. Um, Just kind of took the plays when, or the the plays in front of us when they came, the opportunities the defense gave us, and, you know, just kind of dink and dunked a little bit, but, you know, we'll we'll improve as we go each and every week, but today was just clean overall football, and we took care of the ball, so can't ask for much more. No, no, I, I just think, you know, the defense came ready to play. You know, there are a lot of question marks about what type of, you know, team they'll be. They're well coached and they wanted to win. So the defense came out with a, a great scheme and, you know, we just didn't make plays to, to start out. Um, but the second we figured it out and just started rolling it, you know, it all started to, to pan out. Shows confidence in us as players. You know, Kalani's all about us. He trusts us, and, you know, we, we practice those situations every week, you know. So first down, fourth down, we'll have plays ready, and, you know, we'll execute. Jared, what did you make of the, the contributions that Neil made to those two touchdowns? Oh, that's a vet doing his thing, man. I mean, I think that's part of the reason that their defense started to change a little bit. They played a lot of man to start, and, you know, Neil went out and did his thing and, you know, kind of made him go back to his zone for the rest of the game. So Neil made plays like we knew he would, and, you know, that's, that's just the player he is. Football, man. You know, the other team's going to score, so we just kept everybody up, confidence, you know, had the defense back, and, you know, proceed to play the game we need to play. <clears throat> yeah, can you repeat that? Sorry about that. I was... Yeah, um, obviously no one wants to give up a safety. We're putting a hard situation on the one-yard line. Um, I think we'll take that on the defense. We need to be able to stop the offense sooner so it doesn't get put in that situation. But the momentum on the sideline didn't change too much. Everyone said, put your heads up, and we're going to get back into this. Overall, I think the defense did good. I think we had the effort. Uh, the intensity was there. Definitely got a lot of stuff we can improve, can uh, smooth some edges. But uh, I'm proud of the defense. What are some of those things you think we can improve? Um, I think tackling. You know, Arizona was dump, dumping off check downs, you know, and we got to rally up. We got to be ready to make those upfield tackles and get those assignments in. Oh, I think it really just brought everyone together. Obviously, you never want to see a player like that and uh, a teammate we care for and we love. And to see him like that kind of hurts. But then kind of rallied together. We got each, got each other's shoulders. And uh, we said, let's do this for him. Let's do it for our brothers.
My turn. It was fun. I mean, I said it before, we have the greatest, you know, fans <clears throat> in the world. And to be in this environment here, the new Raiders stadium, to be in an NFL stadium, you know, to look forward to the future is what every kid dreams of, you know, playing an NFL stadium. So just to be here with our brothers and our coaches and the fans was, it was surreal. And, and we're just happy to, to get out of here the way we did. Absolutely. Contagious, for sure. Keenan, was it by design with the defense to kind of allow those short routes in the flat to kind of keep everything in front of you guys? Yeah, it just depends. You know, we have so much scheme, so much play calls, and that's just kind of where they caught us, was in those those shorter routes, which we're willing to give up and rally up. Rear high tackle for you. Why do you think you're able to be so just doing the one eleventh. I'd have zero tackles if it wasn't for the the D line. Obviously, everyone's been talking about them, and I'm I'm proud of our D line. I think they did good tonight, and um, really that's because of them doing their job and our other defenders behind us doing their job, for sure. Who is uh, Billy? Probably. Probably yeah. Probably. No, actually, I think it's Jack. Was it Jack? I think it is. <laughs> Something Jack would do. For sure. <laughs> a few more questions for Jaron, too, then we'll get Coach going. We'll excuse the Jaron, yeah. just on the, on the fans, a lot of fans came out to support you guys tonight, and then you guys are expected to have uh, packed house next weekend. What's it going to be like having those fans back in? It's a blessing, man. It's, it's fun football. It's, that's what makes college football the environment it is. That's what you know makes people gravitate towards watching it on Saturdays. It's just an amazing environment, and you know we're looking forward to playing that game next Saturday. Yeah, just shows a guy who's bought in. You know, everyone who comes to this program, I think, buys in and really knows the family atmosphere that that it provides. You know, so Zach being here to support, you know, the guys he played with for for three years, you know, means a lot to us to to have him, and you know, brings confidence to everybody. You know, for what he's done in the past, so it was, it was good to have him. We'll definitely help hit the film room, see where the miscue was on those fourth and shorts, and we'll we'll figure it out. We'll we'll see if we can get those numbers right. Any other questions for the players? Okay, we'll excuse the players and coach. Questions for coach. Thank you. Yeah. As long as you're talking now. Really happy about the win. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of things that uh, we can improve on, but um, to give a lot of credit to Arizona and their coaching staff, they did a great job getting their guys ready to play. They're really motivated, um, and, and I think once we got things figured out, uh, they just kept fighting through it. So I was really proud of the, the the fight from our team to respond and find a way to get the win. So that 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 was the major thing. Obviously, there's a lot of places to improve on, but um, just glad we got the win and. Now we can just get that one out of the way and then find a way to get improve from week one to week two. So I'll take any questions you guys have. <clears throat> yeah, I thought he made some plays. I mean, I, I look at, at the um, – um, he broke a long one for, you know, scrambled. He created some space for himself um, with, his, with his legs in the backfield. And 
Um, I like the the composure, the poise that he had. Um, he's a great leader for us, you know. So I, I think that, uh, you know, obviously he knows that there's some things that he, he, he wants to do and plays that he wants to get back. And so um, we're just going to look forward to learning as much as we can from this game and finding ways to get better. But uh, that guy that guy knows how to how to play bas- uh, play football and how to create space and he's, his athleticism is um, is something that's really beneficial for our program. So uh, I, I like the way he con- controls the offense and um, you know we obviously had some guys got banged up. Um, so hopefully we can get those guys back and, and be healthy for next week. Because when Gunner went down, that caused some issues, and we had some guys that we tried out, practice all week, and they tried the game, and then it came time to make a decision on what was best for the young men. I'm talking about the Nakuas and Max Tooley and uh, some Jackson Kafusi, and it's just uh, I think the decision was to just keep them out and um, you know try to find a way to get them healthier for next week. So. I'm glad we were able to get that done, but um, I think um, you know, hopefully we can get all all those those weapons back for Jaron to use on on offense and get some more weapons back on defense and create more depth for us on, uh, as a team and as a whole. That was huge, Hayden. Coming in, I mean we. The, the the major issue is we we had to defend a lot of snaps. Uh, look here, they had 83 plays, you know, and uh, that's that's our own doing on defense. We've got to find a way to get off the field, and uh, they had they went for it on fourth down quite a bit, and they went for it on. I mean, they had third and shorts. So we got to create uh, longer third downs and try to get get some disrupt, disruptive plays. But um, the guys played hard. I'm glad Hayden came in, and uh, we rotated our defense quite a bit because of the amount of reps and the long drives that were going on, and. We have a lot of faith in, in Hayden being able to control the, the you know the defensive backfield. So that was huge for us. Um, I don't know how many times they took shots downfield, but I think we were in pretty good position most of the time. Uh, declined the penalty. I mean, if I look back at it, I declined the penalty. I thought, okay, I was hoping that maybe they'd try to go for it or um, that it would be a difficult punt. Nobody wants to practices really those 30-yard punts, you know, and he actually, punter kicked a good ball, and and, and it it took a weird hop and got us on the one-yard line, and, you know, that that kind of puts ourselves in a bad spot. I think the score was 21-3 to at the time, and then um, the one-yard line, I thought, you know, maybe the offense could get us out of, I mean, out of that that, uh, bad field position, but um, credit to Arizona, they made some plays, and... and, um, you got the safety. The hard part about that is that you get a safety, and then you also have to kick off from the twenty, and so they got a good return. And so they, it just seemed like they started to get some gain some momentum. Then they scored and got the two point conversion, and then now everything's kind of flipped, you know. So we had to find a way to to react, and I like the way our guys fought through and eventually won the game for us. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I think they they changed up, had some change of tempo things, and and um, we were prepared for a lot of it. But there, there's just so much going on that uh, defense, offense that we're trying to figure out that what they're doing. And 
Um, a lot of it, there's some new things, but most of it was kind of true to what we saw in film and what we try to prepare for. And uh, I think the biggest swing in the game was that, that whole series from the, um, the punt to the one-yard line, the safety, and then the, you know, the, the next following series. So uh, I, I still feel like we, we could have gotten ourselves in a better position to you know, score more points on offense. I mean, they had way more plays than we did. If I was really, if I'm gonna talk about our defense, I, I like the way they handled most of the run game. Um, Keenan said it himself, we, we had to tackle better, you know. But um, I think that's that's gonna be something we'll try to emphasize. But we had a lot of guys in there and um, tired bodies, and just trying to had to find ways to react to the check down. And we change up some play calls. You guys saw some blitzes in there, so I don't have to hear about complaining <laughs> that we never blitz. So. Yeah, so we, you know, we were able to change some things up, and I like the way um, Tuyaki prepared the defense. I think it was, for the most part, you know, it was a little bit bent. We we bend a lot because of the the yards, the passing yards especially, but I think find ways to keep being disruptive with our pass rush, and I think um, getting like Batty and all those guys back, and getting kind of getting this game under their, you know, their belt would be. I think it was going to be it's going to be good for us. We'll see from week one to week two, but I, I think. A lot of coaches will say the biggest improvement happens in the season from week one to week two, and this is a good time for us to improve and get better. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know Jake wasn't able to go to today as well. You know, so we, we were still working with him on 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 some things and some injury. We we were hoping that he'd be able to to, to kick for us. He he did this week and. Just wasn't feeling right today, so uh, we were lucky that, that Justin was able to step in and do that. And, um, we have a lot of confidence in him, and and he, you know, I think the first PAT was just kind of an odd thing that I'm not sure what happened, but there's a movement up front, and it caused a, a little bit of a lack of fo- focus from our snap to our hold, and and then the, you know we had that mistake, so I'm glad that we got that fixed later on, and. Be able to go for a two-point conversion and get the points back up. Yeah, that, that was scary. It was scary because um, I was trying to. In those moments, you're trying to just hope for, um, you know, you hope for the best, even in that situation. And we just weren't seeing a lot of improvement right away, and then started to come to, and, and, and we were relieved that he was moving his, his arms and his legs, and he just kept wanting to get up, you know, and then he would, it was just, a, it was a scary moment. I think uh, I just give a lot of credit to our athletic training uh, group, sports medicine, they were there, and they, they did a good job trying to convince him that he could, could control him a little bit, you know, and um, from what we know, they're going to still hold him and run some tests just to make sure, but and we it looks like everything's improving and, and he's moving his arms and his legs so that's a good sign for us but that was hard I mean that, that's nobody likes to see that I, it was hard for us but it was also hard for Arizona that's that's the scary part of the game when when someone goes down like that it, it just it just kind of because there's so much time in that took place in that in that there was a lapse in the game and then we just had to kind of get back after it on, on both sides Gunner got banged up. Lopa came back in and played. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Yeah, Gunner didn't come back and play, so we're going to evaluate that. And then um, 
we feel really good about the Nakua's for next week. You know, Samson went back in there and got the on on our hands team. You know, so uh, that was we're we're lucky that he's you know he's aware and, and knows where he's supposed to be and and lucky that he helped win the game for us. And so we're hoping to get those guys back 100 percent for next weekend. All right, that's right, uh, Kalani Sitake. We'll hear from Tyler Algier and Lopa Leatawa next as the Big O Tires Cougar Locker Room Show continues from Vegas. Back at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, BYU 24, Arizona 16. Tyler Algier and Lopa Leatawa in the press conference room. the whole time. Yeah, so I think, honestly, it was just like little first game, first game jitters. You saw it all around the country, you know. But I think we did a great job in just uh, literally bringing it, bringing it back, you know, bringing the juice, you know, getting everything down, getting those jitters out, and, you know, and just uh, working it all out. Yeah. Oh yeah, I do. Oh man, Cougar Nation was killing it tonight, bro. Especially on the defense. That I was like, oh, they want to shout, they want to call us out, boy. What's up? Let's go, Cougar Nation! And we just went crazy. I, I, we, I think we got a. Uh, if I remember the thing right, we got a red zone stop on that one, and that they missed the field goal. Yep, that's the one I was thinking about. Yeah, exactly. Bro, our whole defense was just feeding off it. I kid you not, I was gasping for air. But when that happened, bro, we feel it. Thank you so much, Cougar Nation. That was just dope. That was dope. A few questions for Tyler, and we'll be done. Tyler, offensively, 24 points. You get the win, 24 points. What you know, Obviously, things you want to fix and clean up. What needs to happen for the offense to click more regularly? Because you had basically three really good drives in the field goal drive. Yeah, so I think... Um, I think like like shoot we started we started pretty slow but you know I I I give the credit to Arizona's defense they literally they literally came out and played and played you know everyone was saying oh they're bad because of the season that they had last year but honestly I didn't see that at all you know they really played and all give the credit to their coaches and all their de- and the defensive staff and everything and all the players because literally they they came out and you know it's literally who wants it more and I think we came out with the win and grateful for that so you know obviously we got Utah next week and um, literally just learn from this learn from this film obviously there's everything that we can get better at you know so we you know we'll just take this dub and go on. Yeah, he made a bunch of good plays. He made a bunch of good plays, you know, so uh, I think he for sure had a lot in the momentum change and multiplying whatever things weren't going down and then ended up having that touchdown and a lot of other great plays. So, you know, I think that had a lot of momentum. But, you know, the defense literally had our back and we had their back whenever they helped us out. So, you know, it was a great team win. And obviously we can get, like I said, we we can literally take the film, take the film and learn from it for next week. Yeah. Yeah, so honestly, it's just literally a lot of communication, seeing seeing what works, seeing what literally what we're seeing, talking to the old line and just getting that relationship and 
and that communication right there and then literally just trying to change it up, change it up, see what they're doing, see what works, see what doesn't work. You know, it's literally like a was it trial and error type thing, so you know. Yeah. Let me say that again. I would say, uh, shoot, for me personally, I have a couple things to do to literally fix up, fix up, and then as a team, I just think, just obviously we weren't as crisp as everyone says we should be, so I think that that's probably a big thing. So, you know, obviously we want to be more crisp and literally just learn from, learn from the mistakes that we did, so. Shoot, it felt like a home game today. Yeah, <laughs> Cougar Nation was going off. It was fun. Yeah, it was it was it was fun. Just seeing a lot of blue, seeing a lot of blue, and it literally felt like a rivalry game right then and there. Really. Yeah. So you know, just grateful for Cougar Nation and literally and the other team for literally putting this together and playing us. So I want to yeah. see Lavelle Edwards Stadium packed. Uh, I want to see it packed next week. Let's get it packed. Yeah, it should be lit. So just getting ready for next week. All right. Thank you. All right, so we will continue our coverage from Las Vegas as the Big O Tires Cougar Locker Room Show rolls on. BYU 24, Arizona 16, our final on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, the BYU a winner tonight over Arizona by a final score of 24-16. to BYU had the advantage in average starting field position tonight. It was a plus two advantage. BYU began on an average of its own 28, Arizona at its own 26. Since 2005, BYU goes to a record of 106-17, 106 wins to 17 losses when they have just the edge in average starting field position. BYU went three and out twice on offense. Arizona went three and out once on offense. And I think, Riley, Arizona can feel with Jed Fish at the helm that they've got something that can hopefully get them uh, on track to the point of a few wins. I mean, I don't think they're going to go 0 and whatever again this year. This is a team that's won, lost 13 games in a row now. Going back to 2019, their last win came 700 days ago. Didn't come tonight to end the streak. It's now 13 straight, but they'll, they'll, they'll find a way to win some games. I, I think just Gunnar Cruz alone showed that they found their guy. I'm not sure what he didn't do during camp to separate himself because it seemed like he was he got into a nice little – again, it wasn't a lot downfield, but got into a decent rhythm and moved the ball for him. Yeah, and uh, on the defensive – I mean, and Anderson, between Anderson and Wiley, they're two scat backs on the outside, and then Barry Hill, obviously, who had 12 catches tonight. They got weapons, and they got they can move the ball on offense. They just got to execute a little bit better in the red zone. Looking defensively, I mean, they, they made some big plays uh, down the stretch. They also had some busts. If I were them, I think I would focus on stopping the run. I don't think BYU leaned as heavily on the run game as they could have. I feel like they could have, uh, you know, controlled tempo, and you know, they ended up with somewhere. BYU ended up with somewhere around 150, um, 161 to be exact. I think they could have had more had they wanted to, um, but I mean, the intensity was there, the physicality was there. 
they had the one mistake, right? They they had a chance going in to score, and the QB throws one up that gets intercepted. And outside of that, they're right in this game even more than they were. We talked about the offensive numbers and the defensive numbers. Special teams notes. Uh, Ryan Rico punted five times for 248 yards, so an average of 48 yards per kick with a long of 59. And uh, last year, the only reason he wasn't a nationally ranked punter was because of the paucity of punts, didn't punt enough. Mm. Had five tonight, and I think five matched his season high from all last year at Houston. So Rico had a really nice night in helping BYU field position-wise. And Justin Smith, we have to talk about Justin Smith, who kicked only one time, rather tried only one field goal, but it was a 40-yarder to take an eight-point game, put it to 11, and he made it. So uh, kudos to Justin Smith. Kalani addressed, I think, a little bit the status of Jake Oldroyd. It sounded kind of wait-and-see-ish, and that's kind of how his camp went. I mean, one week he was out there, one week he wasn't, you know, and, and so you know, who knows long-term. He's still five years after he was a freshman, he's only a sophomore. So <laughs> we, might, we might be talking about this, you know, five years from now, how he's doing. But uh, either way, he wasn't out there tonight. But when he was needed in a big spot, Justin Smith came through and nailed it from 40. Arizona was 2 of 4 on field goals, a make from 32, uh, from 32, or rather a miss from 32, a make from 28, a miss from 44, and a make from 37. So in a game they lose by 8, they leave 6 points uh, out there in missed field goals, and who knows how that changes, uh, how things will play in the course of a game. But either way, um, BYU had one stab at it and got a nice result from Justin Smith. So well done by him. And we just hope the best for Jake Oldroyd, as we do for Gunnar Romney. And, and um, it's all, again, it, it's just so odd how the only thing holding Gunnar back is that is he'll, he'll get the nicked. So, yeah, it just it happens. And, and he, had, he had such a clean camp, too, is the funny thing. He was out there. I don't know, I don't know that he missed a day. He was getting reps and being looked at a lot. And before he could even make a catch tonight, he goes down. And hopefully not for too, too long. So, by the way, uh, we we said going early in the game that uh, BYU had called pass plays on the first. Rather, the, a pass play was the first call in every season opener under Kalani Satake. And it was a pass play again tonight, right? They, so so every season opener has begun with a pass for, for uh, Kalani. We'll hold that thought and file it away for 2022 all right Lupini Katoa joining us on the headset from near the Cougar locker room area or out on the field I'm not quite sure Pini can hear us yes Greg Rubel and Riley Nelson upstairs thanks for coming on first up uh I, I let's you've been in some big buildings you've been in NFL stadiums where did tonight's experience rank in in the places you've played in the venues you've seen it's got to be uh one of the top top three um just to see you know, it's a beautiful stadium, probably the nicest stadium I've ever played in, honestly. And then to see it filled with Royal was really cool. And after kind of a quiet year of 2020 in empty venues and, and just kind of getting by to get things done, how, how nice was it to have it feel like college football all over again for real and, and have this place rocking tonight? I'll say the first time it hit me was when, when I ran out of the tunnel. That was that energy I forgot about. Because um, we had it a little bit last year, but not like we had it tonight. And so that, that energy we felt when we ran out of the tunnel was, was game-changing for sure. Lopini, uh, obviously last year, the and, and this happens with every football team every year, but those five guys up front are mixing, and matching, trying to gain some chemistry. Obviously this was the first time that, that this group was out there tonight. Assess the play of your offensive line, both blocking for you and Tyler in the run game, but uh, also protecting Jaron in the pass game. 
Uh, I thought they came out and fought and and did great. There's Arizona throw some some challenging looks at them, uh, especially being a group that, like you said, was hasn't had as much chemistry as in other groups. So yeah, for for all the challenging looks that they got and and for what it was worth, week one I thought they did a great great job. You know, good enough to get us a win. There was a lot of talk pregame coming in about how this defensive coordinator throws a lot of blitzes, and and we saw that. I know for sure early on and, and a couple times late, uh, you know, they had that one sack in the second half. But um, was, was that difficult to deal with, or did you guys feel well prepared for the different blitz looks that they were bringing? You know, we we uh, our coaches got us ready for some of the looks, but they they executed it very good. Obviously, they were playing at a high level, and so there are some things that you know that we that let that got by us. But you know, it's just one of those things you gotta kind of regroup and, and see where we went wrong. There was a real momentum shift in this game. You led 21-3, to three, and then it goes safety touchdown, two-point conversion, and it's 10 straight points without you guys touching the ball, and suddenly you're down to a single-score game, essentially. Uh, maybe you could speak to how maybe you felt things changed if, if, if you did feel it or if you're just playing the game out there, and then how BYU responded to when Arizona tightened things up. Yeah, there's definitely, you know, like you said, there's definitely a momentum shift there. And it's challenging, you know. It's a challenge that sometimes you don't deal with at all in a season. Sometimes you deal with it late in the season. Last year it was was different. Like we we didn't deal with that for a while, and so to come and 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 deal with that week one, I thought was huge, um, and to overcome that and and come out with a win was a, was a big deal for us. It's a tough spot to take a handoff like four yards in the end zone, isn't it? Yeah, it's tough for sure. <laughs> you want to go straight ahead. You want to get out. But uh, Arizona's defense came to play tonight. You give them credit, right? Yeah, they did. They did a good job. This is a team that's now lost 13 games in a row going back to 2019, but you get the sense that this group will win some games, don't you? At least I do. I thought that was a good effort from, I think, a talented team. What do you think? Absolutely. I feel like they're going to give their best shot every single week. They're a hungry team. Okay, you now have a week to get ready for your first home game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, and Utah's coming in. Thoughts that you have uh, taking a 1-0 record back home and getting ready to go 2-0? I think uh, there's a lot of things to, to learn from from this last game. And all the boys know that. The talk in the locker room is, you know, it's not the prettiest win we've had, but we won, and there's things to learn from. And so from here, it's all about getting better and preparing for, for Utah next week. What is the attitude heading into Utah? You know, I, I know probably in the locker room there isn't as much talk about this, but outside, you know, there's there's the streak and there's the close losses and there's all that going on. Uh, you're one of the senior statesmen in the locker room and someone that they look up to. What's the messaging going to be for the guys this week um you know we haven't really the coaches haven't really addressed it at all but I'm I'm sure you know it's it's a big week and and they don't really have to say, say much for us to know that everybody knows it and so there's not really a lot to be said it's just we know that we have to be at our best and and that we have something to prove and we have you know this some, this means a little bit more than, than other games uh, Lopini, uh, Kalani already addressed it, I think, too. And, of course, teammates of Keenan Ellis just uh, hope and pray for the best. The days to come are good ones for him. But that's a, it's a scary, somber thing in, in, a, in a really action-packed environment. Things stopped, grounded to a halt pretty quick, didn't they? Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's one of our brothers. And, and to see him in the state that he was, it, 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 broke, it kind of threw a lot of us off because, you know, he's there and, and, and we love him. And, and most of all, we cared for his, his health and his well-being. And I know he just wanted to be on the field with us, and so I'm glad that we could tell him um, that we won the game for him. Did anybody have any contact with him after he left, you know? or 
Yeah, word is that he, he's doing well. Um, he's, he's getting better. That's exciting. Well, great news. Uh, Golopini, thanks for coming on. Always good to speak with you. Congrats on the win tonight, and, and uh, good luck against Utah. Thank you so much. Appreciate That's Lopini Katoa, and that'll do it for our Big O Tires Cougar Locker Room Show. The Larry H. Miller Cougar Postgame Coaches Show with Coach Kalani Sitake is coming up next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Postgame coverage of BYU football continues with the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. Brought to you by Larry H. Miller Auto. Conveniently located in Provo, Linden, and Orem. Larry H. Miller Auto. Driven by you. Let's join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Welcome back inside Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada. Where 54,541 watched BYU defeat Arizona by a score of 24 to 16 of Kalani Sitake's six season openers three have been against the Wildcats of U of A and BYU's won all three by two five and now eight points in 2016 2018 and 2021 BYU playing in the Legion for the first time Riley and I and Mitch have just talked uh, uh, at length at, at how impressed we are with this venue and 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 the environment that it helps create and certainly the fans who filled the stands contributed to that. What a great night it was to get college football back and played the right way with fans in the building and so many of them and so many in royal blue. It used to be that you know BYU fans uh, you know, you know, may not be necessarily terribly unified in their wardrobe selection, right? But BYU's done a great job of specifying now what the team is wearing, what fans should wear, and the fans do a really good job of kind of uh, 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 jumping on that particular bandwagon. And tonight the Royal Blue Army was out in force and looked great here at Allegiant. And I don't know, Riley, I guess I'd, I'd have to estimate that upwards of maybe three-quarters of the fans were BYU partisans here tonight. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, we were facing the Arizona sideline and their fans, so we saw some sparse sections. But there was a couple times I stood up and looked down, and sure enough, I mean, as you look at a field, the other sideline were allotted to Arizona where there was, but from those corners, the corners opposite us all the way around was royal blue and there was not really a lot of open seats in, in that section. So as, uh, you know, Lopa Leotawa talked about and Lopini talked about as well, Cougar Nation was out in force tonight, and it was a sight to, sight to behold. BYU never trailed in this game. It was a low-scoring game uh, in the first quarter. There were no scores made. It was 0-0 after one. BYU scored twice in the second quarter, taking a 14-3 lead to halftime, scored a touchdown in the third quarter, led after three, 21-13, and then both teams tacked on field goals in the fourth quarter for your final score of 24-16. BYU was outgained tonight. Officially, it was 426-368. to And uh, as Kalani referenced, and we will reiterate, they've added three snaps, by the way, to BYU's play total. I think they were catching up on some numbers late. So the official plays run was 83-63, to but still, uh, Arizona snapped 20 more plays than BYU. But in yards per play, the Cougs had the advantage that was notable and significant at 5.8 to 5.1. So BYU ran fewer plays but to greater success than Arizona. Jaron Hall making his third start, but the first one he finishes. Back in 2019, started at Utah State, left injured, started at USF, and left injured. He went all the way tonight and went 18 for 28. The 18 completions are a career high. The 28 attempts are a career high. The 198 yards, not a career high, but the two touchdown throws are a career high on a 
passer rating night of 147.3. And those two touchdowns both went to Neil Pau, who had a career night, career high tying eight grabs, career high 126 yards. We'll come back with the coach, Kalani Sitake, next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU 24, Arizona 16, our final score. BYU Football Communications Director Brett Pine telling us, Rhea uh, Rhea Keenan Ellis, about Keenan Ellis. Uh, The CT scans on Keenan uh, were normal. And he will spend the night in hospital for observation. So that's uh, that's excellent news. Thank you to Brett Pine for passing on the word about uh, Keenan Ellis. We wish our very best as he continues his recovery. Back in here in Las Vegas, let's bring on the headset. The head coach of the Cougars winning his season opener for a fifth time in six years, Kalani Sitake. Hey, Kalani, how are you? What's up, Greg? How you doing? Doing very well. Greg and Riley upstairs. Congrats on opening the season uh, with a win in front of so many royal blue-clad fans here in Vegas tonight. That was so much fun to see the fans. And, uh, you know, it was it was good to get the win. I just learned about a bunch of scores in, in week one. Isn't that crazy? Today. So um, really thankful that we got the win. I mean, obviously, we... I'd like to. I wish we could have it back again and just kind of relive the last uh, second half again, just just to make it. Uh, just to, you know, I think we can do better, but we'll have another shot at it next weekend. So uh, we'll, we'll get through it. But I, I love the fans, man. They're, it was so awesome. It was electric in here, and, and um, man, that was a lot of fun. I'm so glad that that uh, we got the win for them. I know whenever I ask about uniforms, you're like, ah, we'll wear whatever they tell us we're going to wear. But uh, you got to see a new look out there tonight with royal blue helmets and an all. They called it the Royal Rush. That was a pretty cool look. What do you think? I liked it. I, I mean, uh, I wish they had that stuff when I was playing, you know. And <laughs> I had to do with the bib and, and all that other stuff. But uh, the players seemed to really like it, too. And, and it really went well with the fans wearing royal in the, in the stadium. And this stadium's awesome. It's so This venue is, is unbelievable. Isn't it amazing? Yeah, state of the art. Just like it's just everything about it is is fantastic, and uh, it's just it was just fun to get get the win, and obviously want to play better, um, but I, I I also don't want to look past the 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 you know just having gratitude and appreciation for for getting this win and being able to participate in this sport. So Kalani, are you? Am I hearing you say you're not going to resurrect the tan accent? <laughs> no, I, I I don't think so. I, I don't think the fans want that either, Riley. So <laughs> it, it matches the it's the cougar fur color. I, I got it. I know. I'm kidding. Hey, um, the, a lot of quick, shifty. Uh, I mean, whether it was number six or number eight, number one who had 12 catches, I I thought this Arizona at least, and and Cruz did a good job distributing the ball to those guys. Keenan Peely in his post-game press conference mentioned that if if he could pick one thing to most improve on, it would be the open field tackling. But to me... Where where would this set of of you know skill position players rank as far as difficulty to tackle? Because I don't know that you're going to get much more difficult challenges than you did with those three or four guys tonight. Yeah, I, I thought they were really good. I mean, I, I don't think we helped ourselves with some of the we lost leverage and in, in, in the shape of the defense and our, our pursuit drill, our pursuit angles. Um, that's something that we could really uh, that's easy to fix and. Uh, that that that's something that showed up that I wish it didn't, you know. And, and as a coach, you want to get back on it and and make sure we run drills so that they don't forget it next time. But uh, I have to give a lot of credit to Arizona. Those guys made some plays, but 
I just wish that we would have been a little bit more error-free on defense with some assignments. There were a couple times we were misaligned, and I know that happens in, in football, especially with week one, but it shouldn't happen with some of the guys that, that we saw tonight. And so I'm um, going to get back to it and make sure we learn from it and, and improve. And maybe we had too much defense. I don't know, but there's some things that we can do to, to try to find a way to improve. On the offensive side, uh, Connor Pace started at right guard, but then it felt like Joe played the majority. Is that group, uh, obviously we all know how important they are to the success of the offense. That's where everything starts. Is that group still kind of trying to find its legs as far as chemistry and what the right combination of five out there is? Yeah, I think uh, we knew that it was going to be a little bit of both, having Connor and, and uh, Joe share the reps at right guard. But, um, you know, I, I think – well, always it's nice to have those six guys, and and the fact that we have a guy like a, a Campbell Barrington and and others on our depth chart where we can kind of move guys around. But uh, we feel like those six are are kind of the top guys right now, um, with with uh, Connor and Joe being the the fifth and sixth. That's why they're that or on the depth chart. But um, hopefully we can get more guys to 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 just kind of for us to feel more comfortable. We feel good about the two deep, uh, especially at the O line, but. Uh, this is one of those games where we just need to stick with the guys that were hot and the guys that were making the most plays, even though I'm not sure what happened on that safety, but I, I'm sure it's something that was wrong up front. Never trailed tonight and led most of the game, but from 21-3 to 3 to 21-13, to 13, this game changed pretty quickly out there. Football can be a crazy game momentum-wise, can it sometimes? Yeah, and that was, man, I hated that. I hate that. I that, uh, hate the whole process, that whole thing that went on from the the punt to the safety to the kickoff and the return, I, I just want that back again. But uh, uh, you know, we'll find ways to get better as a coaching staff and get better as a, as a team. And you know, I, I like the guys that they fought back. And you have to give a lot of credit to Arizona that their their coaches they have these guys playing at a high level, and and I think they're going to do some good things this year. And you know, they're they're desperate for a win. You can see it. You can see how hungry they were. And and it, it took, um, you know, all the way to the last minute where we had to secure an onside kick to, to make sure we, we uh, had the win. Coach, I thought it was so interesting. You talk about that whole sequence, but the play that led to it was such an incredible high. And, by the way, I like there's people out there don't, that don't pay close enough attention. There was a 12-yard loss on a sack that was dialed up on a cover zero blitz against Empty, which was beautiful, by the way. Caught him in the wrong pro, so Wilgar came right up the A-gap, sacked him for a 12-yard loss, knocked him out of field goal range. So we're thinking, oh, that's sweet. They had a chance at a field goal. Now they're even out, and then you know the rest is history. We've already talked about it. Pins it right on the one, but it's crazy game of momentum, isn't it? It is, and that's that's why everyone loves football. You know, is so anything can happen. It, it looked like we were about to control everything and get out of that drive. And um, the credit to their punter, he, he nails a, a short punt to get on the one-yard line, and we couldn't get out of that area from the offense. And, and then, then that from the return, you know, and then they punching it in and getting a two-point conversion, and all of a sudden you're sitting there looking at it going, oh, wait, what just happened? Um, and, and then I, I love our guys, the response to, to everything. And I felt we had a good presence up front on the line of scrimmage on both sides, but – there are obviously some 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 things that we could do better, and I, and I I think most of it has to do with more being lined up in the right spot and being assignment sound more than it was ability. Well, you were putting on the headset when we shared with our listeners what you already knew, I'm sure, about uh, Keenan, and it's it's positive as as it can be, I guess, with CT scans being normal and they'll keep them overnight. 
and then we hope that he and, and Gunnar Romney and the Nakua brothers and, and Max and Jackson and Jake all get a chance to get to be a part of this team and, and be a part of some wins here soon because you missed some people out there tonight and then lost some people too. Yeah, we did. And, you know, when Gunnar went out, we had to we had to mix some guys in, so like Keanu Hill and Chris Jackson and and um, Hobbs Nyberg and others got in, got in the mix and then you even saw Puka get in there a couple plays and then you know we just had to we just had to rally around that um in that drive and and um I'm just glad that that Fessy was able to get the receiver group going. We feel good about the Nakua's next weekend and and having Jackson and Max Tooley back as well. Uh so we'll we'll see what 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 happens in the next few days but with with the guys that got injured today obviously Keenan the the biggest concern was was um that there was going to be something uh, severe damage and we're so relieved that, that he's going to be okay. It'll probably take some time still, but, uh, you know, we want him to know that we love him. And, and the whole t- entire time he kept coming out of consciousness and kept talking about wanting to be with the boys and be with the team. And, mm. uh, man, it was a special moment, but it, it was one, it was also really scary at the same time. And, you know, we'll, we'll try to get Gunner back as soon as we can, try to get Jake Olderoyd back. So we were missing quite a few guys yeah. on game-time decision and, and – um, you know, Samson didn't play all game because we thought it would be better to keep him safe, and then he jumps in there and gets the, yeah. the, the you know, makes gets, the final play. Yeah, and and he, you know, I love the way that that he and Puka were the entire game on the sideline, just so much energy, and they're all about the team. And so, hopefully, we can get them on the on the field making some plays to to complement the energy on the sideline. As we get set to wrap up with you, we got to shout out Justin Smith. It's kind of funny that five years ago in your first game, we had a kicker, Jake Oldroyd, kicking in his first game for BYU, wins the game against Arizona, and here we go. Five years later, Jake can't kick, so it's a guy making his first kick in a game for you, Justin Smith, and he makes a big one to take it from 8 to 11 at a really important time of the game, hit a 40-yarder. Big-time guys made, stepped up and made plays for us to win this game. Justin Smith was one of them. Hayden Livingston, another. Um, just just big-time plays. From, and we had to use our depth. Uh, we felt really good about the guys on the field, and, and obviously um, – you know, there's some plays we want to have back, but I couldn't be more proud of the guys like Justin and guys like Hayden that, that step in and make plays when when, when they had their opportunity. And so uh, I, I think we talked about, you heard me say that I, I want to have more than just 11 starters on defense and special teams. And I think tonight we proved that we have that. Now let's just try to find ways to, to play more clean and assignment sound football and, and improve from this game to the next. Coach, Utah at home. Next game, I, I don't know that there's much more to be said, but I do want to hear, you know, what what tone are you expecting uh, out of the boys, or are you or the other coaches gonna gonna come out with on Monday? Well, we're gonna get after it. We're gonna get to work, and um, hard hard work is what these guys are all about. It was nice having Zach Wilson here because um, we know he loves the team, but that guy set a standard for hard work, uh, and 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 our team has bought into it, and obviously. Uh, the Jets teammates are buying into it, and, and it was nice having him set that standard and seeing guys like Jaron and others step up and match it. And so we're going to need to prep and get ready for it, and, and that starts right now. Well, uh, it's our first trip here, and hopefully the first of quite a few to come. Uh, this was a great experience in a lot of ways. Congratulations again uh, to you, Kalani. You've already talked about how great the fan support was, but it was overwhelming, and uh, especially after last year, meant so much, I know, to you and the boys and to us up here to see Cougar Nation back the way they were tonight. It was so hard not to get emotional about it. I mean, you walk out, you can feel it, and it was really hard not to sit there and cry your eyes out. I know Mitch was feeling the same way, too, just... It was such a cool sight to see, and I, I hope the fans know how much we love and appreciate them and looking forward to entertaining them next week. 
Kalani, thank you. Congratulations again. Safe travels, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Go Cougs. All right, that's Kalani Sitake. We will come back and hear from Cougar Nation on social media. We call it BYU Creamery, Cougar Nation Now. You can send a tweet my way, our way, hashtag BYUCNN. That's hashtag BYUCNN for Cougar Nation Now. BYU Creamery, Cougar Nation Now, is coming up next. So drop a tweet our way, hashtag BYUCNN. You can even, we still have this email account in effect, I think. It's CougarNationNow at BYU, no, what is it now? CougarNationNow at BYU.edu. I think it is. Yeah, Yeah, CougarNationNow at BYU.edu. Well, are you logged in to be able to get questions? I'm sure I'm all figured out. All right. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, whether or not we get the emails, we know you can tweet me. Uh, It's uh, hashtag BYUCNN or just tweet at Greg Grubel. Either way, we're going to get it. We'll continue with BYU Creamery, Cougar Nation now next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the BYU Creamery Cougar Nation now. BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Be a part of the show by emailing your questions to CougarNationNow at BYU.edu or tweet your questions to at Greg Grubel using hashtag BYUCNN. Let's head live to the Built Bar broadcast booth and join Riley Nelson, Mitchell Jurgens, and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Grubel. Mitchell is on his way up from the Cougar locker room. Greg Rubel, Riley Nelson with you for the time being. This is BYU Creamery, Cougar Nation Now, brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. So with the Creamery being back, that means we get to still give away two half gallons of famous Creamery ice cream with Inside Scoop trivia coming up later in this program. Sweet. Literally and literally sweet. yeah, and the expression. All right, hashtag BYUCNN to reach us. When we say reach us, here's what you do: you tweet and you give us uh, you give us discussion points. So how it goes is uh, a fan, a listener, will uh, will tweet uh, an opinion, a question, a statement, and we'll pick it up and run with it and see where it takes us. It's kind of how we go. So they're they're kind of like the moderators of our discussion without even knowing it. Question came in, uh, this was a, uh, earlier in the pregame, about Jake Oldroyd, about where he is and who is Justin Smith. Well, <laughs> um, the first question may be easier to answer than, than the second, but uh, Jake was kind of in and out of, of training camp. Um, I think even from his freshman year, he dealt with some back issues, and I think that's kind of something he's been kind of managing for his entire career. And so some days feel good and some days don't feel so great. And, and I think he's he had a bad day today. Really quick before we talk about who Justin Smith is, is so think about what a kicker does all day long. They give a max effort where they swing their leg, which is your heaviest extremity, you know, across and up and across your body. That puts extreme and not to mention you plant your other leg firmly into the ground after running. You're so you're sending tremendous force into the ground one leg. And then you're swinging your other leg as hard as you can to bring it up. It puts tremendous stress on your low back. And uh, a lot of kickers struggle with low back issues. And you can be as flexible as you want in your hamstrings and do all the stretching and all the things like that. But the reality is it's just a violent movement that they're expected to do repetitively. And sometimes the body just doesn't cooperate. Riley knows a bit about back issues. <laughs> <laughs> a different mechanism. Yes, right. right different but, mechanism right. of injury, but you betcha. Pretty familiar. Uh, Justin Smith, jersey number 37 out there tonight, uh, out of Sandy, Utah, Brighton High School, 6'2", 190, served as a missionary in the Argentina-Buenos Aires North mission, 
has uh, he's one of three kids. He's going to major in business. He was a four-year honor roll member in high school. He played football, basketball, and soccer. He was the special teams 5A player of the year. And Dixie State and Weber State also wanted him to play for him. And he ended up at BYU. And he was used tonight to kick a 40-yard field goal that took it from a one-score to a two-score game. So there you go. That's the uh, lowdown on Justin Smith. And that came in from Dave Welker on the Twitter. Hashtag BYUCNN. Our good friend, Cougar Chaps, at Chaplin Schumann, says, I just want to echo what has already been said about the BYU defense. Defending 83 plays and giving up only 16 points is stellar and also speaks to their depth. And he says, Jaron was awesome. And we will agree with you on both accounts, obviously. Jaron Hall got to start and finish a game for the first time. This was his third start, but he left his previous two with injuries, and he went all the way tonight and was very good. A passer rating of 147.3 in your first start of, uh, of a season. It's pretty darn good. Uh, Jimmy on the Twitter, hashtag BYUCNN, says, I think Arizona's going to surprise some people later in the season. I thought they looked much better than expected, he says. Do you and Riley, and I'll say Mitch as well, do you guys agree? And we say yes. This is a team that had lost 12 in a row, but... Those were under a previous regime. And one of the uh, one of the players tonight talked about playing for Jed Fish. And I'll, I'll, I, maybe, I hope to paraphrase correctly, but he said, it's great to play for a coach who wants to coach us, and it's great to play for somebody you want to play for. And so apparently there's a real shift in mindset on this program. And uh, just from what they did tonight, battling back from 21-3, to 3, um, and then the comments I heard from Jed Fish and our listeners did on postgame give us the indication that uh, that they're uh, on an upswing in Tucson based on where they were to where they are. Good things have already happened know, recruiting-wise uh, with that program, and they've got good enough players to make some uh, to make some things happen. It's a good group. That was the biggest surprise for me was uh, I thought I thought I mean I knew they had a culture problem, right? It was well documented the issues that someone had about lack of motivation and lack of focus and some other things like that. They didn't have a real leader at the head of the football program. Uh, but I also thought they just didn't have players. That can happen too, but they got players. I mean, Anderson's a good player. Barry Hill the third is a good player. Cruz, you know, proved I think he won the job tonight, so they're going to have that, that question answered at quarterback. And and uh, so, I anyway, I agree. I think they'll surprise some people because I think they got some talent and I think they got a good little uh, culture building right now. All right, hashtag BYUCNN to reach us on Twitter. Jordan on the Twitter talked about the huge open field tackle Chaz Ayu made in the fourth quarter tonight. I think that was right flat in a one-on-one when they were – and that was, I think, the drive that ended in a missed field goal. Is that – No, it was the one that forced the field goal. It was on the third down. Okay. That they, right, we were uh, – BYU was up 11, and that was the one that forced the field goal rather than getting them a touchdown. Gotcha. Uh and, and yeah, great point, because as much as BYU struggled with tackling tonight at times, that was a big one made uh, by Chaz. Before the break, uh, Benjamin Fowler is asking for BYU's record when winning the turnover battle, and BYU did win it tonight, plus one. I can tell you that going back to 1972, when BYU wins the turnover battle, they are now 207 and 33. 207 wins, 33 losses, and 86% win rate when winning the turnover battle, and they did so tonight. Mitch is up here now. We'll talk with Mitchell Juergens next. We'll continue 
from Las Vegas and Allegiant Stadium. This is BYU Creamery, Cougar Nation Now on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to Cougar Nation Now on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Back at Allegiant Stadium, Las Vegas, Nevada. BYU 24, Arizona 16 is our final score. This is BYU Creamery, Cougar Nation now. Hashtag BYUCNN on Twitter. And so let's go back to the Twitter. A comment from Cody coming in. Beautiful crowd and beautiful stadium. No other way I'd rather want to spend my Saturday night. And indeed, if you were, indeed, if you were in here, you had a great night uh, at a gleaming venue and just tremendous in every way. Really spectacular place. Let's pause 10 seconds quickly for station identification on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Radio on KBYU FM HD2 Provo. You're listening to BYU Football on BYU Radio. All right, back to Twitter. Hashtag BYUCNN, BYU Creamery, Cougar Nation. Now, uh, Reed Bates asks, to what do you attribute Isaac Rex's quiet night? Isaac tonight had two catches, nine yards. Mitchell Jurgens now in the booth. A thought from Mitchell after a thought from Riley on that. Yeah, I mean, you know, we talked about this during the broadcast, right? There were some adjustments made. We didn't see, I mean, personally, I didn't see Isaac Rex down the field at all. Um, and then when we got to the end zone, there was the question of, you know, is he going to get utilized here as he was such a threat in the red zone last year? Um, but the way that the offense rolled, I mean, there was a lot of play action um, and, and max protection cover or match, max protection from the line and tight ends. And so there just wasn't, from my observations, too many opportunities. Um, now, I, I, you know, I, I don't foresee this being... Um, I don't see uh, foresee this being an issue moving forward, right? There are going to be games where he may be a little bit quieter, but other games where the matchups are favorable for Isaac and, and even Dallin Holker. Um, I, I, it looked like they tried to get him involved. They've, he's done enough in fall camp um, to you know put him in, in a position to make impacts today. Obviously, it didn't didn't connect, um, but uh, they'll, they'll get the Titans involved. I don't I don't have any doubt of that. Uh, but today just wasn't that favorable matchup. Yeah, my thoughts are just, um, we'll see what happens over the course of the season. Um, I, tonight, I, I said on air that I think that the man, co- he was covered by a safety most of the night, which meant that there wasn't a lot of separation. He is an extremely good route runner against zone concepts, and he didn't just didn't get a lot of zone. I know Jaron mentioned that they ran zone a little bit more in the second half, but by that time... Uh, BYU was running a lot of seven-man pros, which kept him kept him in the backfield to block, or he would uh, he was simply the the checkdown and the route scheme. So, yeah, his his day will come. And also, I think just Jaron's still, even though he's had spring and he's had fall, it's a different thing when you get into the season as far as developing chemistry. And uh, he's going to work his way on down, you know, the list of receivers because he's going to need every one of them to make a big play at some point in the season. And no doubt Isaac Rex's turn is coming. Okay, two uh, fans tweeted in similar comments about BYU pre-snap defensively and whether or not you noticed that BYU had a hard time uh, getting lined up or getting caught out of position at the time of the snap uh, for Arizona. Any thoughts on that? Was that something that you were picking up on or noticed a lot tonight? Anytime they run tempo. So, uh, well, here's a couple of things. One, part of it was strategic. 
um, they were sneaking out. The, they were especially their running backs, so they were switching out Wiley and Anderson and doing it real early in the clock so that no one really noticed. Like that's one of the things when you run tempo, uh, especially – and some guys have rules that like if you're tackled on your sideline side of the number and they're running no huddle – and you're the ball carrier, you just go out. And the whole point is you you hope that the opposing sideline doesn't catch it. So what they were doing, what BYU was doing in order to slow down the tempo was sending substitutions on late, causing the umpire to then stand over the ball and give the defense a, a time to catch the breath. I noticed some of that cat and mouse uh, going along because they didn't do a lot of shifting and when they did go into tempo, there was there was almost no motions, and they were going basically two or three different formations. They were going a two by two, three by one, and three by one with an attached tight end. So, um, yeah, for, for first game, getting dudes lined up. The other thing is when you have the hockey line change, you don't have that that consistent single voice that's getting everybody lined up um, on the defense as well. Okay, Mitch, anything yeah, on that? No, I mean, the only comment I would make is, uh, again, and, and you heard Kalani talk about this as well, week one, um, you're going to have guys just getting used to it. It's it's uh, um, it's a big stadium. You know, you're, you try and uh, manipulate a game-like experience in practice with, you know, blasting Mitt Riley. I'm sure you remember in practice they're blasting music to try and just distract a little bit. But, I mean, it, it's nothing like this, and so... Um, the adrenaline, the energy. I, I think week one, you're gonna you're gonna roll out some wrinkles and and kinks, and and that's just part of it. So um, could have been just week one. Everybody's still learning. Two questions about Utah, and then we'll give you a trivia question for two half gallons of famous creamery ice cream. Uh, number one, do you plan from Luke Beeston? Uh, do we plan on seeing the Nakua brothers in the Utah game next week? And the sense from Kalani was the plan was tonight to not have to use the Nakuas uh, in the hope that they would be ready for next Saturday. Is that kind of the vibe we all got there? Yeah, that's the vibe. And, and you know, I paid attention pretty closely in pregame as well. And, and Samson and Puka, they, they ran both great routes. Um, they looked healthy, um, which I think is a positive sign. So, you know, obviously we heard that they are a little banged up, a little dinged. Um, but they looked healthy today um, just from a from an observation standpoint. Um, obviously there's no context, not a game-like experience, but um, they looked good. And so, you know, based on comments from coach, um, this next game is, uh, you know, arguably one of the biggest games this season. And uh, I think just having those guys healthy and ready to go, especially now with the gunner injury, um, is going to be super prevalent for next week. If you're breathing and you can help the team win against Utah. And Utah's coming into <laughs> let's go. I don't want to hear any oh dinged up, banged out, this and that. If you can help the team win and you are breathing, you're going to be out there. So I expect that of the Nakua brothers. This is a guy that got <laughs> broken back against Weber State and the next week was playing against Utah and and grinding, ah! and grinding it out, man. Uh, and losing by a field goal. Uh, it's 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 hard to have to revisit yet. <sighs> crazy what you had to deal with that week um and then for my man andrew having now seen byu play how do you feel about the matchup with the utes next week that's his question uh mitch you were in the building you were at rice eccles on thursday yeah. for the weber state game so you got to see him up close uh we'll throw that to you both uh how do you feel about the matchup with the utes next week you know it, it's it's hard to say because you know and uh, again kalani mentioned this the biggest improvement happens in a team from week one to week two um and, and so what we saw both from utah and also from BYU, I don't think that's a clear indication of what's actually going to happen next week. 
Um, we all know that BYU-Utah is a, a, an intense game, and everyone's going to bring energy and fire, and, and no matter kind of what happened the week before, people are getting right for this game. Um, now, going to the game against, uh, you know, with Weber State and Utah, Weber State moved the ball really well. Um, I know that Utah's defense has um, always been their strong suit uh, over the last, you know, five years. I mean, many years, but specifically the last five. And um, Weber moved the ball well, and so I, I can see BYU's offense matching up pretty well and, and coming out, and um, they're going to roll out some kinks that they had this week. But uh, I, I think it looks good. I think they're going to be able to move the ball both on the ground and in the air. And if they can do that, put some pressure on Utah's offense to make plays. Now, they look strong as well. Their new quarterback, Brewer, um, he, he's got an arm, and and I think he's going to come out ready as well. Um, but, uh, it, it sh- I mean, everyone knows it's going to be a fun one next week. Everyone knows I love me some good detail and some good technical analysis. <laughs> but next week is all about what's going on between the ears. For heaven's sakes, guys, we're twenty-one to seven or twenty-one to three at the start of the fourth quarter in their house. Let the game slip away. Twenty eighteen, things are going good at the beginning of the game. Sure enough, slip and a fall and a Francis Bernard pick six for a touchdown. You know, and to, and it goes on and on and on. At this point, this is all about spending this week to, and nobody's going to admit it, but. And I was, you know, I'm, I contributed my loss to the nine, but it is just deciding that we're not going to repeat the history. We're not going to go for the two-point conversion, uh, you know, and get tackled, right? We're not going to give up a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter. We're just, it's just not going to happen, and we're going to break it. And that mindset has to be decided upon on Monday and built upon each day leading up, and then you go out on Saturday and take care of business. So that's my take on what's going to happen next Saturday. And among the crazy things about this nine-game losing streak over 12 years is we are completely unable to point to specific things that if you do or don't do, you'll have a better chance to win because almost everything conceivable has happened to lose nine straight games. Uh, things positive and things negative have contributed to these. Uh, there's nothing you can really pin your finger on to say if we just take care of this part of it. <laughs> like turn over, What was the game they turned the ball over six to- six times? Yeah, yeah. And we still lost. Yeah, I mean, it's if, just crazy. If, if you can get if you can gain six turnovers, if you can lead twenty to nothing, if yeah. you can get three cracks at a field goal. I mean, yeah. any number of things, and it keeps happening. Oh, it has. The cycle has to end. I think nine wins is the longest for either team in the rivalry history. So this is kind of where, you know, okay, it's reached the limit. It has to come back around, and no better time than next Saturday to start doing that. All right, let's do this. We're going to head to break. It's our final break. Uh, We'll give you our trivia question. We'll come back, hopefully give you a correct answer and a winner, and then say goodnight on a long night here from Las Vegas. So the last time BYU beat Utah was in 2009, and the final score uh, was 26-23, and it was an overtime game. Here's your question. On that day, on that night in 2009, who led BYU in receiving yards? Who led BYU in receiving yards the last time BYU beat Utah back in 2009? If you know the answer, tweet us. Hashtag BYUCNN. Hashtag BYUCNN. Use the hashtag. I'm going to limit it to just folks who use the hashtag right now. So hashtag BYUCNN. And tweet your answer. Who led BYU in receiving yards the last time the Cougars beat the Utes in 2009? The answer next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
Let's get you back to Cougar Nation now on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Creamery, Cougar Nation now. And the last thing we're going to do is award two half gallons of famous BYU Creamery ice cream to the correct answer. To the person who submits the correct answer to our skill testing trivia question tonight, it's Inside Scoop Trivia. And the question tonight was, the last time BYU beat Utah in 2009, who led the Cougars in receiving yards that night? And we required that you send in your answer with the hashtag BYUCNN. And the first correct answer with that hashtag tonight gave us the answer of Andrew George. Andrew George, we all know, had the overtime catch for the win, right? Well, that gave him 43 yards on the night, and that was enough. On that, that day, was twenty-five of his forty-three. Yeah, uh, Max Hall went twelve for thirty-two that night. I mean, it was a, again. This proves you don't have to. You can't point one thing is going to. On that night, twelve for thirty-two passing for a buck thirty-four was enough to get the job done with some timely running from Harvey Unga. And uh, yes, indeed, uh, Andrew George forty-three yards led BYU in receiving, and the Cougars defeated the Utes in overtime on that night. So, Benjamin Fowers was the uh, first answerer on this one. Benjamin Fowers, I'll be uh, sliding into your DMs and uh, getting information from you to get you some famous BYU Creamery ice cream. Benjamin, thank you. And thank to all, thanks to all of our BYU fans for both uh, joining the show via Twitter and uh, listening in in the many different ways you can listen to Cougar football on the radio. So thanks to Cougar Nation out there and, of course, to all the fans in the stands. So good to see you and hear you. And spent a lot of time with you at the Fan Fest last night, too. So what a wonderful night in every way. The Cougars win it by a score of 24-16 to and get set for Utah next Saturday night at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. It'll be a 6 o'clock radio pregame with an 8-15 kick, which will be closer to 8-20, 8-30, depending on how things go. But we all will be on the air at 6 from Lavelle Edwards Stadium next Saturday. That's going to wrap it up for tonight. So uh, for the crew back at BYU Radio, Corbin Radford, who is our control board operator terry south who's our coordinating producer and jake roper our broadcast intern along with sean fay our broadcast engineer thanks to the crew in provo and here in las vegas our broadcast intern alex dotson with our engineer michael wimmer our spotter sean firmage our stats man ralph sokolowski leaving the guys with the headsets on to so to my far left for riley nelson and to my near left four, Mitchell Jurgens. My name is Greg Rubel, thanking you for tuning in. BYU 24, Arizona 16, our final score. Cougars and Utes next Saturday. So in the meantime and in between time, this has been BYU football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Good night and so long from Las Vegas, Nevada. You have been listening to live coverage of BYU football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Coverage of today's game has been brought to you by... Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Also by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. BYU Football is a production of BYU Athletics in association with BYU Broadcasting. Special thanks to BYU President Kevin Worthen, Vice President Keith Vorkink, Athletic Director Tom Homo, and General Manager of Corporate Sponsorships Casey Stoffer. BYU Football is an exclusive presentation of the new skin, BYU Sports Network.